Well, day, everybody, and welcome to the extras. My name is Sam, and I'm Dave. And Dave is remote with us uh, on a Zoom session with me at the moment, so uh, we're trying to make the most of the technology that we have at the moment. Um, and uh, yeah, it's good good to be back with you, Dave. It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, it feels like an eternity in uh, COVID nineteen time uh, since we've done the extras. It's been a big couple of weeks for church. Yes, it certainly has been a huge couple of weeks. Uh, although we've only been online, I guess, for a few weeks, uh, it feels like an eternity since we met together physically. Yeah. Um, and lots has changed. We've kicked off our St. Paul's online portal on our website, utilising the technologies of Zoom and YouTube. Uh, it has been really encouraging to see our church family mm engage so strongly and deeply with that and uh, encourage us and, and encourage each other uh, to keep watching and, and keep engaging around God's Word. Totally. It's been, I mean, it's been a huge challenge, uh, but it's been pretty pretty great uh, what, what's been happening and how, how God's people have pulled together. And it's it's not the same and it's it's not as good. Um, and yet what we've been able to pull off has been, uh, has been wonderful over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it, it, it certainly has. And uh, I, I am very thankful for uh, our staff team who have worked hard to, to pull all this together, uh, to change sort of what they were doing and, and how they were doing it to, uh, uh, to make online work as best as we possibly can. It's been, it's been a joy to see. Yeah, it has been cool. And, uh, and we're hoping that today with the extras, this will be a bit more of normality, uh, where we just get into the Bible with you and, uh, and answer some questions. And that's, that's the goal of this podcast is we love questions and we, we're so thankful that people are thinking and, and wrestling with, with God's word. And, uh, and we want to take some time today just to yeah, answer, answer, ask and answer some questions uh, with you all. So uh, good, good to be amongst you. And Dave, is this your first time on the extras? This is my first time. Uh, it's great to be here. I've been a, a long-time listener, first-time attendee. Uh, there we go. Well, it's good, good to have you here, mate. We've got a couple of questions, uh, which we'll get into in a minute. But uh, in case people missed uh, church yesterday, I mean, you can jump on YouTube and catch up. That's, uh, that's a good thing. But yesterday, uh, we're in 2 Peter chapter 2. Can you give us a bit of a, a recap, refresh of, of uh, some of the big things that you were running, working us through in God's Word yesterday? Yeah, sure. Um, 2 Peter 2 uh, is, is a, a full-on passage, but the, the, the big idea that uh, we were working with was uh, there will be false teachers, and false teachers will try to seduce you. Uh, they'll try and take you away from God's Word and uh, the truths that are in it. Uh, and, and the big implication, the big idea uh, to take away was to not be seduced, but to be stable and secure in God's word. Uh, and as much as we would try and we want to be that rock, we know that um, uh, every now and then we're, we're going to trip up and stumble, which is why we're really thankful for Jesus uh, being the one only person who is sure and steady. Uh, and so we, we just keep trying to trust him and his word. Uh, with, with the sort of big ideas and, and big implications to take away from 2 Peter chapter 2. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, now, it'd be great if you've got, if you're listening along and you've, you've, uh, it'd be good to have your Bible open. Uh, we've got a couple of questions here, sort of two main themes to the questions today, um, sort of stemming out of chapter 2, verse 10 and chapter 2, verse 20. So it might be helpful um, if, you, if you haven't got your Bible, you might like to crack that open now. 
and um, Dave, the first, the, the two questions are sort of on the two tricky bits of this uh, of this passage. Yeah. They're sort of the questions at one level we, we were expecting. Um, uh, so, so the first one is straight up. Well, what is the celestial being thing all about in chapter two, verse ten? Who, who are they? Yeah, yeah. Look, this 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 is great to um, to dive in here together. Hey, let me read uh, verse ten and eleven for us. Uh, to try and get some some context of what's going on, mm. uh, it says bold and arrogant. Uh, they that's talking about the false teachers are not afraid to heap abuse on celestial beings. Yet even angels, although they are stronger and more powerful, do not heap abuse on such beings when bringing judgment on them from the Lord. So first up, when, when we're trying to figure out who are these celestial beings, uh, we, we can automatically differentiate them from angels. Mm. Uh, it says in verse 11, yet even angels uh, don't heap abuse on such beings. So they're not identical to angels. Yep. Um, the word celestial there uh, is, is, is the word for glory or so some translations you might read as glorious beings. Mm. Um, and, uh, and, and there's another reference to celestial beings in Jude uh, that uh, you can also go and, and have a quick look at as mm. well. Uh, just try and, I guess, help us unpack a little uh, what's going on. Let, let, let me just read it out for us. I think all this helps to try and answer the question. Of, yeah, yeah put, know, put the picture together for us. That's, that's really helpful. So Jude, uh, it's just got one chapter. So what, what verse in Jude? Uh, verse 8 uh, in Jude. Uh, and it says this, In the very same way, on the strength of their dreams, these ungodly people pollute their own bodies, reject authority and heap abuse on celestial beings um so 2 peter 2 and and jude have a fair amount of overlap to them uh in terms of the, the content and things that they're working through so who are these celestial beings um now on on one hand um we're just not told uh, exactly who these celestial beings are. Uh, they're, they're clearly, it's not human. Uh, it's They're not angels uh, in, in the sense that, you know, uh, good angels to, to um, you know, that do the judgment uh, that verse 11 talks about. But if you're going to press me hard, Sam. Hmm. Um, Let me press you hard, Dave. <laughs> to go, come on, like, you know, who... Who are these celestial beings potentially going to be? Uh, I, I think I'd fall more down the line of perhaps sort of fallen uh, angels in some way. Mm. Um, they're def definitely um, sitting up in the heavenly realms in that heavenly sort of spiritual realm that's uh, that's spoken about in other places of the scriptures. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and whether they're they're fallen angels in some way. Um, I don't know. That 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 would be my best guess. Mm. Yeah, and, and I mean, it seems that in both the Jude and the two Peter reference, that the problem seems to be that these false teachers, their their issue is that they're somehow heaping abuse on them or interacting with them directly in this kind of uh, sort of irreverent way. Even though they might be fallen angels, that their issue is that, that they are taking matters into their own hands 
with these yeah. beings rather than trusting God and trusting, I guess, God's angels to do God's work of judging them. Is, is that fair to say? I think I think that's right. Uh, you, you see that uh, to Peter, really, well, Peter here talking about the false teachers, he calls them bold and arrogant to be speaking about these celestial beings. Yeah. In verse 12 of 2 Peter 2, he says, these people blaspheme in matters they do not understand. So yeah. they're speaking out of turn, speaking irreverently about things that, that, you know, they either don't know or they should hold in some greater reverence mm. and leave those things to God. Yeah. Um, because one of the one of the things that you uh, that, uh, tried to sort of pull out of this uh, few verses is that heap of use word. Yeah. Is the blaspheme word each time you see it. So you see there in verse 10, they heap abuse. Uh, and then again, in verse 11, uh, the angels do not heap abuse on such things. They don't blaspheme the celestial beings. Um, but verse 12, these people blaspheme matters they don't understand. They're, they're clearly speaking out of turn, speaking in a way that, uh, you know, um, where, where they probably should keep their mouths shut and go, we don't really know, but they speak boldly in order to, again, seduce people away from the truths of God, God's word mm. um, and uh, and Peter's saying you're speaking out of turn yeah fair enough and I mean it seems to me that therefore for the for the average Christian punter um, for, for us as, as, as the church um, yeah. our, our job is not so much to get involved in, in these matters of the heavenly realms that we, we're really not privy to and we don't really fully understand um, which is a bit of a warning perhaps if, for ministries that get pretty fully involved in that stuff right um, yeah. and there are some ministries out there that sort of go that way you know into sort of dealing with the demonic and the supernatural and all that kind of stuff um, really the warning here is just be very careful for getting involved in stuff that really we're not that privy to, and it's really God's job to, to judge. Yeah, I, I, I think that's I think that's right. And you know, there, there are churches that, and, and Christians that get obsessed by these particular things, mm. uh, and, and it can dominate uh, to the point where they leave the gospel behind. Yeah, say on these sorts of issues. Yeah, uh, and you know, there's you know, it, it's it's heading into areas of speculation, yeah. you know, theology. Uh, where we're just not told and trying to piece together from, you know, um, from silence is, is tough in the scriptures to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and it seems to me, um, one of the passages I was reflecting on over the weekend was just that little little verse in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10, um, which, which talks about how God does use the church to, to speak to the, the heavenly, to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, which may be the same sort of category of beings. Ephesians has that little phrase of those in the heavenly realms, which often has a sort of um, a negative, the, the, the fallen rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. And yet the way that we engage with them is not by, you know, exorcism or by, you know, uh, sort of supernatural stuff, but simply by loving each other and not being divided, uh, but by being united as a church. Yep. That is that is the way that God communicates His great power to them anyway. So yeah. we need to yeah. get get on with uh, with simply loving our brothers and sisters in the church rather than you know doing crazy spiritual stuff. Yes. Is, that, is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's spot on. You know, that's 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 how we display God's wisdom mm. is by being the church, and we be the church by you know uh, proclaiming the the truths of the gospel that have been revealed to us. Yeah. 
and those that haven't been revealed to us, we entrust in God uh, to, for him to do his work. Fantastic. All right, um, we're going to move along to the second uh, set of questions that we've uh, got here, which are both around um, chapter 2, verse 20, um, yeah. which, which talks about that whole idea of uh, those who have uh, known uh, Jesus uh, and, and then but are entangled again in the world uh, and are overcome, somehow becoming worse off than they were at the beginning. And in fact, 21 says it would be better for them never to have known than to have turned their backs uh, on the sacred command. And uh, yeah, uh, now people are asking uh, good questions here. Uh, one is, look, uh, what, what is worse off when you lose it? Does it? Is this saying we can lose our salvation? Uh, somebody yep. else has uh, written in saying, um, I thought once someone gains their salvation, they don't lose it. Uh, and that if they all, inverted commas, lost their salvation, um, they'd never had it in the first place. Is, is that true? Um, if salvation is secure, why would you lose it? Yeah. Yeah, look, these are, these are great questions, uh, and they're big questions to wrestle with. Um, uh, I think, firstly, the place for us to turn to make sure we're understanding 2 Peter chapter 2 mm. uh, is to understand the context of what's going on here. Uh, and verse 1 gives us the context of who Peter's speaking to directly here. Uh, and he's talking about false teachers. Uh, so 2 Peter verse 1 says, There were f- also false prophets among the people. Uh, I assume he's looking back there yep. uh, to the false prophets spoken about in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And then he says, Just as there will be false teachers among you. So here, the the context is he's speaking to people who have taken up a teaching position. Uh, But he, you know, before he gets to verse 20, he unpacks a whole bunch of things that we looked at in terms of uh, what their content of their teaching is. Um, And and their their teaching is abhorrent. Um, Mm. You know, they deny God. Uh, They, you know, encourage that depraved conduct. They... You know, exploit people uh, by by greed, <clears throat> and and I think the context here of, of who Peter is speaking to uh, specifically in terms of what they've done and how they've acted is uh, they've acted within the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know they, they've got the context of knowing Jesus as it says in there as Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. um, but they they're still very much in the church context, trying to pull people away from the ultimate truths of Scripture. Mm. They're not there sort of going, hey, you know, uh, I want you to live a, a pure and spotless and blameless life. I, I, I want you to sort of, you know, pursue your freedoms. Uh, and they're trying to pull us away from the context of, um, uh, you know, the, those those great truths in Scriptures uh, that, that we find about who we are and and the freedom that we have uh, in in Christ. Um, so I think that context, um, Sam, I think is really important for us to understand when it talks about who's this speaking about? Is this speaking about me as a Christian mm. or is this being about a slightly different context? And we know that James tells us that teachers will be judged uh, more strictly. Mm. Uh, and so... You know, for, for those of us like you and I in, in teaching ministries, uh, we need to be very careful about what we teach and what, what we say. Mm. 
so there's a there's a context here in terms of um, that the, the verse twenty and twenty one are, are particularly speaking to the to the teacher amongst the church who's who's leading people out of uh, yeah out of out of Christ. Is, is, that, is that fair to say? Yeah, I, I think so. They're, they're, the false teacher is leading them away from Jesus, not closer to him. Mm. And Peter's saying, you know, uh, you, your position is is worse than you know uh, than it, it was at the start. Mm. Uh, it's better that you've not known and not been part of the church uh, at at all mm. than to have interacted in in any sort of way. Uh, yeah. Which is why he goes on to those you know uh, quite. Um, pictorial proverbs of yeah. the dog returning to its vomit and, yeah. you know, dough being washed and returning to wallowing in the mud. So, so um, then this is less talking therefore about um, sort of me and my salvation as just a, a, as a regular Christian person. There's not so much a comment on that, but more of a, a, a severe warning for teachers and those in that role to, to, uh, to, to watch themselves for, because if they're teaching falsely, the, the consequences are very serious, is it? Yeah, and that's absolutely what I think Peter is saying here. Um, and so those, those in a, involved in a teaching ministry, where are you leading your people towards? Mm. What sort of things uh, are coming out? What, what's the sort of, you know, have you got your theology firm and secure and sorted? Uh, and, and when it comes to, um, you know, issues of morality, where are you sort of pushing people towards in that? You know, is it towards Christ likeness and faithfulness and godliness and obedience, mm. uh, or, or is it pushing them in completely opposite direction and twisting the scriptures to do it? Kind of reminds me a little bit of um, the Ezekiel thirty-four and the, um, the, the 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 shepherds of Israel who who feast upon the sheep and God's sort of stark judgment upon them. Um, for, yep. for, for rather than shepherding God's people, they, they feed on God's people and just how much God seems pretty consistent on this theme that if you take the role of looking after my people, you better be very careful. You don't, you don't uh, feed them or lead them, ast- feed on them or lead them astray, that, but rather that you serve them as, a, as, as ultimately as Jesus, as the good shepherd, um, loved and served his people and, and led them in the truth. Yeah, yeah. The, the false prophets, false shepherds, uh, who who devour God's people? I think is some of the language there in Ezekiel. Yeah, it's it's strong there as it is here in terms of what God thinks uh, of those leaders uh, who don't lead God's people as He would have them lead them. Nice. Yeah. So so therefore, not not so much a general comment on um, salvation or the permanence of salvation, but rather a warning against false teachers rather than is that, is that, that's how it's functioning. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Very good. Well, mate, that, that sort of uh, brings us to, to the end of our questions for today. But before we wrap up, be good to just uh, look ahead. Um, what's coming up over the next little while for, for us? What's happening this weekend? And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look, um, it's, uh, it's Easter this Friday. Uh, it's Good Friday. So we'll be having uh, a whole bunch of uh, congregational time by Zoom again. Mm. Uh, great to gather to... Um, uh, to remind each other of the sacrifice that Jesus made uh, on that Friday. So it's normal, uh, normal services as per usual. Plus, at yep. 2 o'clock, there's a kids and families time on Zoom if you want to join us for that. Uh, that's yep. going to be My kids are looking forward to that. It's going to be a whole lot of fun, I think. Yep, yep. And so, yeah, look out for the, uh, the Zoom link. 
yep. uh, to, to join in for, for 2 p.m. And then obviously we've got Easter Sunday, a uh, great day of celebration, remembering Jesus' resurrection. Uh, it's going to be a great day celebrating together. Yeah. And an easy, um, an easy invite at one level, because the invite at the moment is not come along to, to, to the church building, but hey, click on this, this Facebook link or this YouTube link to where, where we're sharing the service. And um, we would love you to uh, go and make disciples this week uh, by, by simply sharing one of our, our um, yeah, links this week. Um, that'd be a way you could be bold for, bold for the cause of Christ this week. Yeah, yeah, it's never been easier to invite someone to join us uh, at, at church uh, in these um, in this season. So very good. Um, one one more thing is, uh, I, I guess we we want to make sure we're looking after each other during this time. Uh, we want to love each other well, uh, and so hopefully most people at church would have got an email uh, with how we can uh, either be cared for mm. or be involved in caring for others. Uh, it, it'd be great for people to uh, respond to that, jump online, fill in some of those information and, and details so that we can uh, we, we can share Christ's love and, and look after each other well during this time. Yeah, fabulous. All right, well, I think that'll, that'll probably do us for today. Folks, it's been great to have you along. Thanks for your questions. Thanks for listening in. Thanks, Dave, for your work amongst us. And uh, we'll see you, everyone, over Easter. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.